This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. Are you always late to things, rushing through traffic, late to work, late to school, late to business meetings, and you don't want to be? You show up, you're sweaty, you're apologetic, you're upset with yourself, you can't figure out how to make it work to get there on time, and every single time you plan to leave earlier and you plan that I'm not going to sit in traffic, I'm not going to do any of, these, any of these things, and yet you still are late. Well, welcome. <laughs> I'm raising my hand right now. Um, a number of years lately, and maybe if I think back, I've always kind of always been like five to ten minutes late to things. I'm going to deal with that today, and we're going to eradicate the demon of lateness. Um, I was watching this Netflix special. It was in the form of a TED Talk called Call to Courage, hosted by this woman named Brene Brown. She's a motivational speaker, best-selling author. Actually, she's done several books, and they've all been on the New York Times bestsellers list. And she's really funny and witty and smart. And she starts off her talk, which is about vulnerability and having the courage to confront your vulnerability. She starts off with this quote, time is a big, precious, unrenewable resource. Time is a big, precious, unrenewable resource. It's more valuable than money, silver and gold. It's unrenewable. It's a resource. It's valuable. And I think she starts off this talk because, with this quote, because, you know, as you confront your vulnerabilities, as you confront, you know, having courage and being bold to do the things you, you need to do, this time thing is an issue. I come from a community where we have a joke about CP time. You know, and it's it's as if, you know, the whole community, you know, has a lateness issue. But I've been in business with a lot of different kinds of people and every culture has a form or version of CP time. Everybody thinks that their culture is perpetually late. So it's obviously a problem that is beyond just us. All right. So we're going to fix that with us individually. Um, and we'll get to why some people may not want to fix it later. But for me, I want to fix it because I find myself too many mornings and, and it's really been a big deal for me lately. Um, I recently was off. I took uh, time off and I was planning to go somewhere. Right. And I wanted to take the first thing out smoking because what I've learned that the first thing out smoking usually gets out on airplanes. I hate to fly. So I'm going to take the earliest flight or the latest flight. Um, and so I thought that the plane, the flight was at 630. So I lot, you know, I get my last minute things together. I had packed the night before, so I was ready and I just I don't know what the hell I was doing, but I didn't get out the house until like 5:30. But I figured, you know, it was like 5, 5:15. And I had enough time to get to the airport and I still had an hour to spare because at that time I'm not thinking there's going to be a lot of people there, so I'm not going to have to wait in this long TSA line and I get there and I'm parking right so I'm parking in the overnight parking and I can't find the parking space so I end up going around the airport like three or four times and by the time I get to the parking place get to the shuttle get to the to the actual gate area it's now five five forty five and the flight wasn't at six thirty it was at six and they wouldn't let me board even though I was there I had my ticket because I did that overnight downloaded it and they were like no it was too late and I was very upset, but I was really upset with myself because if I had just given myself the two hours, it wouldn't have mattered 
if my timing was off because I would have been there with more than enough time. But I'm always cutting it right. Are you that person? I always feel like I calculate, okay, uh, it takes me an hour to get to work. So on a good day, right, maybe, you know, I can get to work in 35 minutes on a great day when there's no traffic. I can get to work in 45 minutes comfortably. So I try to give myself an hour, but invariably in my mind, I said, well, it really only takes me 45 minutes. <laughs> so if I'm supposed to leave at 1, I'll leave at 1.15, giving myself to, you know. And I play these games, these number games, that invariably there's going to be a traffic situation. There's going to be an accident. Something's going to happen. And then I'm like in that crazy mode where I'm zipping through traffic. Because, you know, people, I'm notorious, you know. I'm notorious for my driving, but my driving is an indicator of my lateness. So I drive like a crazy cabbie because normally most of the time I'm running late. So I have to zip, dip, dip, dive. And what I realize also that I'm putting my, my life in jeopardy. Because as I'm battling cabbies on the streets, I could hit somebody. I had a horrific dream recently, and I probably shouldn't say it out loud, but maybe if I say it out loud, it'll never happen. No, I'm not going to say it. But I had a horrific dream. It was a nightmare. And it was relating to my being rushing somewhere and something horrific happening behind the wheel of a car. And I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. But it could happen because in your haste, you're not paying attention. You're not, you know, uh, aware. You're just focused on getting to where you need to get on time. And recently I was on the road and somebody zipped by me like 100 miles an hour and I was like, wow, that person must be late. But anything can happen. You know, you can have a one car accident if there's a little bit of moisture on the road with that oil, you can hydroplane, boom, hit up. You know, I've seen so many horrific accidents recently and I know probably mo most of them could have been avoided if people weren't rushing. And you don't have to be the one. Like, that person could have hit somebody who now their whole life is in, you know, in a, you know, a turmoil because somebody was late. So you don't want to be a menace to others. You definitely don't want to be a menace to yourself. And, you know, um, so I missed my flight. The next flight was postponed because now there's a weather situation going on where I'm heading, right? Or the plane has to go through a weather situation. And the weather just got increasingly bad. So now I'm in the airport seven hours waiting for a flight to go out. Seven hours, and then they finally cancel it. So I spend my whole day, which I was going to be somewhere on a sunny beach enjoying the beautiful water. Um, and that's why I took a flight out early so I could have the whole day in the sun. I'm now in a damn airport for seven hours, funky, filthy airport with kids with measles and bull crap for seven hours, only to have the flight canceled to have to go home. So they, they put me on the next flight, which was like 530 the next morning. So now I'm ready. I'm up at three, only to find out that that flight is canceled because of the same weather that was the previous day. So now, two days now, and I'm pissed because... What I thought was going to be one of the most beautiful, joy enjoyable, calm, peaceful vacations now has turned into a cluster F. And it's all my fault because that first flight at 6 o'clock in the morning landed in the beautiful, sunny waters of where I was heading. Okay? So check to me. And, of course, we have excuses. Well, maybe I wasn't supposed to get on the plane. Maybe there were people on the plane with measles. Maybe maybe the plane was going to, God forbid, crash. Maybe it was bad turbulence, and I don't do turbulence. So I had, you know, because we do this, I, you know, justified in my mind why I shouldn't have been on that airplane. But the truth of the matter is I was late, and I caused myself uh, three days of not being where I wanted to be, and I eat that. And every day I teach 
I do the same dance with the time. Okay, it takes me now to get to Hunter. It takes me a full hour. Um, and so uh, I'm supposed to leave. So I try to leave it, you know, hour and a half. To, I never do. So I'm always five to ten minutes late. Kids are waiting for me in the hallway, and I don't like that. Even though I have the authority for it not to matter, I'm setting a precedent for them. And I, and I justify it. I was like, well, I, I could be late, but you can't. But no, there shouldn't be a double standard. And I'm only doing that because I'm late. And that's foul. So I need to fix this, all right? So this is what this is about today. So I, I was... Um, and thank you, Brene Brown. But there have been several studies, so I've been studying ways in which we can fix this, right? So um, I already talked about waking up earlier. And that, let me tell you, has been a tremendous, tremendous help. Getting up between 5.45 and 6 o'clock has completely shifted my, my whole entire day. And actually, the last week or two, I have not been late anywhere because I'm up so much earlier that even, like, I'll, I'll look at myself and say, well, I could putz around and, you know, edit another piece for the hub.news or mm, I could knock out another something. I'm all, there's always something I could do before leaving the house. But now I've just been getting out. And if I'm sitting at Sirius XM two hours earlier, there are things I could do at Sirius XM. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't have to run on two wheels in sideways. You know, I don't have to be stressed starting my show sweaty. Don't have to do that. Not that I've done that in a while because I get there pretty early. But this is my new new thing now. And that has been extremely helpful. So I hope that that podcast on getting up early was helpful because it actually did help me. But punctual people, we misunderstand, right? So there, there's a, you know, I've been made to wait. So I find being late is disrespectful, right? I've had in my life several people who have been chronically late. And how I deal with them is, so if we have something to go to together, I'll tell them, say the event starts at 7, I'll tell them the event starts at 6, because they're going to be late. I shouldn't have to play this game with grown people, but it has been really effective. And the one time this particular person actually showed up on time, they had an attitude. But I said, you know, you're chronically late, so... You know, so now they're like calculating that I'm playing games with the time, but then I'll make it an hour and a half early. I'm not playing with them because you're not going to have me waiting. And that feels horrible and it's disrespectful and it makes me not like you. So I have to play those games with the people in my life that I love who I need to be on time, different places. Again, I'm never an hour late to anything. It's usually five to 10 minutes, but even that is disrespectful, right? So there's a study, San Francisco State University did a study and they found that 17% of people have control issues. So we're going to get into what lateness looks like, all right? People who are chronically late are often often wrestling with anxiety, distraction, ambivalence, and other internal psychological issues. So it's a psychological state that you're in. You don't want to be in that state. There are other people who are chronically late who liken it to thrill-seeking. I think I might be in that category. We're going to break down the seven different types of late people and we're going to get to that in a second. But um, before I do, I just want to say, you know, first of all, thank you for being a part of this journey of mine. And there's no greater feeling than getting a delivery, tearing open the box, and seeing fresh, beautiful, fragrant roses and a matching vase. Well, this is the experience your mom can have this Mother's Day by going to Pro Flowers. Pro Flowers lets you choose from a variety of bouquets and unique vases that suit every mom's style. Then simply select the delivery date you want. Pro Flowers carefully packages your flowers and delivers them fresh from the farm. 
and express delivery means her flowers stay fresh. And right now you get a dozen assorted roses for just $19.99. You can double the roses and get a premium vase for just $9.99 more. Visit proflowers.com, click on the microphone in the upper right corner and enter my code KH. That's proflowers.com, click on the mic, code KH. Mother's Day is May 12th, so don't wait. Order like a pro and get this amazing rose deal and say thank you to all of the beautiful moms in your life. All right, now back to the lateness. All right, so there is a book called Never Be Late Again. It is written by management consultant Diane DeLanzor, and she has identified seven types of late people. Number one, the deadliner. The deadliner enjoys the rush of the last minute. She thrives on urgency and often claims to work best under pressure. Sometimes it's difficult for the deadliners to, to motivate, to be motivated unless there's a crisis, even if that means creating a crisis. Rushing from here to there serves as a way to relieve boredom. So when I read that, I was like, hmm, I might be a deadliner. I got some deadliner in my character for sure. And then I got to number two, the producer. The producer needs to get as much done in as little time as possible. She feels better about herself when she's checking things off a massive to-do list. As I look at my to-do list, producers tend to engage in magical thinking, consistently underestimating the amount of time their tasks will take, and they hate wasting time. So they schedule themselves to make use of every minute of the day. I am a producer. That is me. I got a little deadliner in me but I'm definitely a producer, and oh my God, I, when I read this, I, I literally have a to-do list <laughs> every day sitting on my desk. So um, that's me. Number three, absent-minded professor, easily distracted. Distractibility is thought to have a genetic basis and can range from full-blown attention deficit disorder to innocent flakiness. Absent-minded professors often lose track of time, misplace car keys, and forget appointments, okay? I have some of that as well. I have definitely, just like the airplane, I thought it was one time. I have missed whole meetings, and I have a daily planner, so there's no excuse. But seriously, I get in a rabbit hole, and I don't know if this is you, but I go down a rabbit hole, and I get, end up getting caught up in the things that I'm doing, and I completely lose track of time. Um, I'm mostly a producer. I got a little deadliner and definitely a smidge of absent-minded professor in my late journey. Number four, the rationalizer. This person never admits that they're late. Never. Many late people are at least part rationalizer. And I got a smidge of that too because I'll make an excuse for it in a minute. But I'm working on that. This is why we're doing this. All right. Number five, the indulger. This, in, this person lacks complete self-control. And you know there are people like this in your life. You usually can't stand them, but they're the life of the party. They're fun. They may be two hours late, but when they get there, it's on and popping, and they don't give a damn. Everything is lit. Um, but that's not a person you want to go in business with. That's not a person you want to run your company with. That's not a person that you want to employ. Nope, you don't want an indulger in your life. Um, so if you're, an indul if you're the indulger, fix yourself. All right. The evader. This is a person who tries to control feelings of anxiety and low self-esteem by being late. I don't really understand this person at all. Um, I don't really have too many of these people in my life, but I'm sure maybe somebody listening might be an evader or no evader. And number seven, the rebel. The rebel arrives late to assert power. The rebel uses the lateness as a control stick. 
And I get that. I get it. I don't have any of that in my character, but I do understand how you could use lateness when you feel powerless in other areas to, to exert power and control. But this, this journey that I'm on is about perfecting your character and perfection is a process. I've said this before. No, there's nobody that's perfect, but the goal should be to try every day to be a little bit better or to, to work on yourself in ways that, that will provide you with better results, which is the goal, you know, more money, more time, more energy, more love, more, all of the things that we want, more happiness. Uh, I want us to have that in abundantly. So I'm doing these, these podcasts for me, as I said, first and foremost, but I can't imagine that I'm the only person out here going through this. So I'm dealing with my lateness. So the first thing you got to do is identify who are you. So I've, I know that I'm definitely a producer with a hefty dose of deadliner, a smidge of the absent-minded professor, and a little bit of, ev of the evader or the rationalizer, excuse me, not the evader, the rationalizer, because we always have excuses. So I want to eliminate completely all of these things and once you've identified why you're late, this is part of the self-awareness. Once you've identified who you are, you have to identify why do you do it, right? Sit down, go over your history. You know, I know that I'm late because I, I don't give myself enough time. So my fix has been, and the fix has happened kind of organically, getting up earlier. I got up earlier because I wanted to do more. And in getting up earlier, I also realized that I don't fight traffic, that I don't have to fight lines. Uh, can you imagine? You know, I, w I, I, I love going to um, Disney, right? Um, well, actually Universal. I've been told I actually don't like Disney. I love Universal. And one of the things about going to theme parks, whether it's Six Flags or is are, are the lines. But I'm notorious for getting up super early for those because I don't like hanging out with a bunch of people standing in lines, whether it's a line for a concert or a line for a theme park. And I've learned, you know, they say the early bird catches the worm. And there are all of these sayings about being on time or being early, but we don't seem to realize that they're there for a reason. So if there's something that's painful to me, like standing in a line with a bunch of people, I will get up at 4 o'clock in the morning. A couple of years ago, I decided in the summertime that I would be going to the beach to have, you know, Bible study. And so I would get up at the crack of dawn, dawn and this is the, the time that I could get up early, 5.45, 6 o'clock, to drive out an hour and a, and a half to the beach. And nobody's there. And I didn't know, so I did it for like three weekends in a row. Saturday, got up, went to the beach, watched the sun come up, and it was just beautiful. Nobody was there. Got to pray, got to have my little. And people started arriving around 11, 10, 11 o'clock. And by then, I'm packing up ready to leave because I hate crowds. I didn't realize that the beach costs money where I go. So the, at, people are paying to go on the beach, and I have never paid a single dime because I'm there at 6, 6.30 in the morning, and there's nobody there to collect money. And so I've had a wonderful beach experience the last two summers without ever having to pay a dime and having to beat the crowd. And I also realized as I'm driving heading back up north that the, the crowds coming down to the beach at 11, 12 o'clock, they're waiting in these awesome, awesome traffic jams to get to the beach. I don't have to do any of that. So I've had some experience with not just being on time, but, but being super early. And the benefits of it is that you don't have to wait for anything. And in that, you save so much of your life. So there's a benefit to that. So assess who you are, but then also ask yourself why you're late. And if you're late because you just don't give yourself enough time, that's fixable. 
get up earlier. I know it sounds easy, uh, but you know, for some of us, it's not so easy. Some of us, it is hard to get up late, but it's a habit just like anything else. As I said in my last podcast, 50% of, of how you, you know, get up in the morning or not is connected to your genetics, but you can shift that just like people can, you know, genetics, diabetes may run in your genes or high blood pressure, but you can fix that through diet and exercise and being mindful and willful about making those changes. So you can change your late habits, right? Um, but if you're late because of some control issue or some, you know, personality disorder or things like that, I suggest that you go sit with somebody and work through your issues because, you know, having a professional sit and talk with you through this will get you to the next place. This is not something that you can maybe fix on your own. Some of this you can, but some of this you cannot. And even that is part of the process. Do you need to get some help? And if the answer is yes, please go do it. All right. So with that in mind, I appreciate your time. (laughs) I thank you for it. I really do immensely. And I thank you for being on this journey with me. Hit me up on Twitter at Karen Hunter at Karen Hunter. And let's keep having this dialogue until next time. 